You're listening to Pushing It Uphill, and we are literally pushing it uphill. It's time for another update from the road. Peter, day 11, the windiest day I think we've experienced since Land's End, and we're sitting in a beer garden in a car park in somewhere that looks like it's in Los Angeles. There's a pizza hut and there's kids over in a playground. There's a Nando's over there. We are in just the most bizarre sort of place. We've ended up in Dunfermline. Dunfermline? Dunfermline. Dunfermline Leisure Park, I think it's called. All manner of leisure available here. Ten pin bowling. The kids are having a ball at the Marston's uh, public house. Uh, Not drinking at the bar, but playing in the playground. Uh, yes, it's not really what you'd expect of oldie worldy sort of uh, Scotland, is it? It is not like it at all. It's more like uh, what I remember Anaheim being when I went to Disneyland. So apologies to everyone for the wind and everything. It's very hard to find a spot to uh, actually record. So um, we were riding out of Moffat this morning, which was our starting point, and we're going up this long drag on the deadest road, and the roads have been dead and a bit bit rubbish all day. And uh, I said to Peter, Peter, a few people have actually messaged me and said, oh, are you okay after you're off? And I went, oh, yeah, no, yeah, that's, they're all pretty good. And you said, oh, we should probably have some more dramas. That'll, uh, that'll rope them all in. And we sort of have, Peter. Can you update everyone where, as to where you are at? Yeah, we really have been told by our masters we've got to get our, uh, what do you call it, you know, your hits up. So build in some drama, you know, as in reality TV style. So uh, I've decided, right, 10 miles from the finish here at Dunfermline, just about to uh, cross over the uh, Firth of Forth under the flight path to um, Edinburgh Airport. And we've taken a little bit of a wrong turn. And I've done what I said I would not do when I, I slipped off the bike and fell on my hip and elbowed down there in Devon. Rather than stop, turn around the bike, I tried to do it again in one fell swoop and exactly the same thing happened. I've come down on my elbow and this time I've made a proper right job of it. It's uh, currently bandaged up. We bandaged it up on the road. Yeah, look, you have uh, medical skills that uh, I was not aware of, but (laughs) part of the reason I think I fell off is I've got this bag attached to a Topeak sort of connect an arm that goes off the uh, seat tube and uh, I've got what I need for the day in there you know bike lock for if we stop and have to leave the bikes and that's heavy Uh, I've got a first aid kit in there as well and I've been tempted to leave it all out but thought no I've come this far because it does unbalance the bike when I go to turn sharply Uh, and that did I think help bring me down but it also meant that the first aid kit got used in anger for the first time today. Gee, that weren't they a blunt pair of scissors they provided for that? <laughs> <laughs> to cut the bandage off, yeah. So uh, Peter comes... I, I was sort of toddling down this track near the uh, airport and near a sewage treatment plant in Edinburgh, and um, Peter was... We'd sort of done a U-bolt because we'd navigated the wrong way, and 
Peter wasn't behind me and finally he comes up and he's got grass down one side of him and his elbow has got quite a lump on it and he's he's making a bit of a uh, a joke about it but how is it actually because you you did not get out of the saddle for the rest of the ride that I noticed 10 miles to get here um Look, it, it got better and better as I went on, but what were my first words to you when you said, how is it? Do you remember? Oh, it's, I think you said it's not good. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, I think I may have chipped a bit of bone off the elbow. I'm not sure. Um, you had one Panadol left. I gave you some Panadol the other day when you had a bit of a headache, so I took that immediately. You've uh, strapped my arm up beautifully. Um we just before we went across the Firth of Forth found a Tesco, so I got some Nurofen, and and uh, about ten minutes after I took that, all of a sudden, gee, I don't think there's anything wrong with his elbow at all. So uh, <laughs> I hope it's coming good, but it's going to be a bit of uh, an uncomfortable night, I think, and we'll see how it goes in the morning. I've uh, had ice on it, and uh, but no, I'm feeling confident. It's my grandson, Lorraine, and my grandson's Bobby birthday today. Second birthday, Bobby. Uh, your grandpa's been a bit silly today, if you're listening to this at some stage in the future. Uh, it's Father's Day here in uh, Scotland. I've dubbed it Silly Grandfather's Day because, uh, you know, I had a warning earlier on and I didn't heed it and uh, I'm going to pay the price. But I'm going to get to uh, John O'Groats come hell or high water, Adrian, with your help. And we held, had some help from uh, one of the very friendly cyclists we've been riding with today. We've ridden with three uh, separate uh, decent uh, bunch of blokes and single fellas. Yeah, we um, uh, on the way out of Moffat, we hooked on with a group of people from uh, the West Cumberland's uh, Velo group which had been, they were doing a 205 mile ride they'd been going since 4 o'clock in the morning um, and then we bumped into a guy called Gordon at the at a, the only shop along the way where we had a steak and haggis pie together, I had sauce, Peter didn't have sauce with his and we rode with, was it Gordon? Was yes, it we, we Gordon We Gordon, we rode with him and I, uh, I did a lot of <laughs> Peter uh, did say you're doing a lot of nodding when you were you were chatting to him because I didn't understand a lot that he was saying. Uh, the accents are pretty thick. And then the amazing Rocket Rod, who who uh, actually we met on the on the bridge going across from Queens Ferry, and just stunning. He took a photo. The photo we'll use for the uh, to put in the show, which you'll see in at least Spotify, was taken by the Great Rod, and uh, he rode with us. He said, "Where are you staying?" And we told him where we were staying. He goes, "Right, follow me." So we went off. Off the map, and uh, and we just followed him, and he was rocket rod. He was absolutely flying. He was locking the tyres up. What a machine! <laughs> he was the exact opposite to Jordan, who we rode with into uh, Moffat. The uh, no, into where was that? Uh, in oh. Cumbria, when we went to Penrith, when we rode into Penrith, Penrith. yeah, Penrith, uh, who he was eight stone ringing wet. This fella, much bigger, tall, hadn't been doing a lot of riding of late since lockdown. He's been working very hard, and he's getting back onto the bike uh, in 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 style. And uh, he felt it up the hills, but down the hills, no fear whatsoever, and we couldn't stay with him. So, uh, and he shepherded us home because I was a bit winged so uh, thank you very much to uh, to uh, the big yin Rod. Big yin Rod, he uh, he took a photo on his camera of the podcast so hopefully he's listening in and 
thanks for that, Rod. He did give us a bit of a pep because I was feeling pretty flat, I'll be honest, Pete, when I we wrapped your arm up. It looked pretty rubbish, I've got to say. And uh, one thing I will say, I've been riding with Peter for a long time and uh, rode with him pre-breaking his neck and post-breaking <laughs> his neck, and he is Don't very... Don't start detailing no, 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 all no. injuries. I'm not detailing that. I'm just saying that you are very, very determined. Um, but, look, if anyone hasn't donated to the cause uh, to help Declan, I can tell you, if Peter is going to stick on for the, the rest of the ride and he's going to ride through the Scottish Highlands without getting out of the saddle, then that is worth a few bob, I reckon, because we actually do have a really hard day tomorrow. So we'll be nursing Peter. You can suck my tyre the whole way. We're going from... I've got uh, a good excuse for doing it now. Sometimes I do feel guilty and I take a turn at the front uh, when I'm struggling a little bit. But, yeah, I've just got to do my bit. We haven't talked about the flies we've signed. I think you've got about 10. I've only got about four, which I've says how much you've been on the front compared to me. <laughs> I've swallowed 12 flies. Oh, you've... That's a 12-fly count, but I haven't swallowed any since we got to Scotland. Um, so, uh, how many... Did we tell people how far we went today? 76 miles we did all together. And uh, I can't give you any more data than that because for some reason Strava gave up the ghost uh, about halfway through. So anyway, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> we're that much closer to John O'Groats tomorrow. We've got 66 miles and uh, this is South Queen's Ferry to Pitt Lockery. Might be a bit less than that because we've already sort of oh, moved we are, along that's a little right. bit. Yeah, yeah, about 60, bit over 60 miles tomorrow. And we, we're going to Pitt Lockery, which is a right tourist trap. Well, tomorrow it's Monday night and the Vale of Athol Pipe band Highland Night is on. Uh, only seven pounds to enter. Singers, accordionists, Highland dancing, border pipes and guitar and pipe band. What more can you look forward to? That's going to get me through, Adrian. Thanks for listening to Pushing It Uphill. Remember, every dollar you donate to our ride for Muscular Dystrophy Tasmania goes directly to help purchase a wheelchair-accessible vehicle for a family in southern Tasmania as they meet the many challenges muscular dystrophy throws up in their lives. You can find the link to donate in our show notes. Thanks to our in-kind sponsors who have helped us along the way. Corcoms, Creative Imagery, Trail Science, Cradle Mountain Wilderness Village, the Tasman Hotel and the Coles Bay Triathlon.